Now I know what it means to be free. For the spirit never summer day, I joined my friends for a happy hour in downtown Detroit. We were catching up, talking shit, and generally just enjoying a beautiful summer day when a little boy, looking like he'd been outside all day, plopped down a box of candy in the middle of our outdoor patio table. He gave us a half-mumbled, eyes-to-the-ground pitch that he was selling candy for his youth sports team and urged us to give him a few dollars for the melting candy he displayed in his box. In general, I don't really eat candy. I know it's weird, and I don't really care if there was a team or not. This kid couldn't have been older than 10 or 11, so I did what I usually do. I took out a few dollars to contribute to his cause. Before I could actually hand him the money, he snatched it out of my hand. Like, he snatched it out of my hand like I owed him rent money. Like, he was a grown man and not a child, and he had money to collect. He snatched the money like I just put my hands in his pocket, and he had to get his money back. In that moment, I felt all of my West Indian ancestors swoop inside of me and urge me to jump across the table and snatch up this little boy by his ears, reminiscent to the quick scolding I know that I would have gotten as a child if I had done the same thing. Instead, I took another dollar out and I asked the little boy to come around the table and talk to me for a second. In a sea of words, I talked to the young man. I looked him in his eye. I shook his hand. I introduced myself. And I asked him why he snatched the money out of my hand like that. Looking confused, he gave a half-hearted answer. And I calmly explained why that wasn't cool and what that could do to his business or even why that could be dangerous. He listened. He shook his head attentively. He told me his name was Sean and that he understood what I was saying. When he went to leave, he patted me on my shoulder, gave me a thumbs up and ran down the street. Now, I don't mean for this to sound like a feel-good story. I actively thought about if I should have done what I did, if I made any difference, and maybe I should have just minded my own fucking business. I'm perfectly aware that my conversation with Sean might have done nothing at all. He could have snatched money from the next 50 people. But what about the small possibility that it did do something? We can all attest to moments in our life where we've been impacted by complete strangers for the better. This isn't some savior complex. I think I talked to that young boy because in so many ways I was that young boy and I was scared for him. I thought about the reaction of someone that didn't see that little boy as being like them or like their brother or like their son and how such a small act of snatching money from a grown man could go wrong. I didn't yell or scold him. I talked to him, black man to black boy, and I offered a momentary morsel of perspective that I rarely received as a young black boy from older black men. Most of the men in my family weren't the best examples of character. At around 12 years old, my mother and father split. And in the 20 years that have passed, I've not laid eyes on my father once. And we've only spoken on a handful of occasions. Getting older has given me the time to evaluate how not having that black father figure during those formative years has affected my maturation and thinking. While my mother is one of the most evolved and developed people that I've ever met, Not because she's my mother, but because she actually like lives her life striving to understand people and always offering love. And I'm intensely grateful for our relationship. I also think it'd be naive to think that lessons weren't missed due to a missing male perspective at times. And yes, there were teachers and coaches, and I was fortunate to play both high school and college athletics. But I can't help but wonder what certain conversations would have been like if my father had been around. 
Would I have learned to tie a full Windsor knot before the age of 19? Or what's it like to have your father talk to you about girls and sex instead of my overly transparent mother talking to me about condoms and how to use them? And how I might have avoided some of the stupid relationship mistakes I made navigating high school and college and mid-20s if my father had talked to me about what it was to be a man, and more importantly, what it was to be a good man. While my mom was always there to talk and offer wisdom and we have a great relationship, there were times when a male perspective might have helped the learning curve you encounter when dealing with the barrage of bullshit that teaches you the false ideas of manhood and masculinity when coming of age as a black man in America. I sat in the theater last year, watching a small kid grow into an awkward teenager and then transform himself into a version of himself that he wished his younger self would have called a friend. I had seen the movie Moonlight with a group of friends, and upon walking out, one of the guys felt compelled to offer up that they didn't know that all that gay stuff was going to happen. I scoffed, quickly telling them that if that's what you were paying attention to, then you missed the point. You were looking at the wrong thing, and newsflash, you should probably get the fuck over it because gay men exist in the world. I know it's a shocker, but it's true. And side note, I think I'm at a weird inflection point of age amongst black men where you are either accepting of people and their sexualities and actually genuinely don't care and accept people as they are, or you say that you are, but you're really secretly homophobic and you're an asshole in the typical ways that we've seen from, you know, black men for generations. But that's a totally different conversation. I digress. The movie hit me. It stuck with me. For me, I couldn't help but analyze what had led Sharon to transform into the older, seemingly stronger version of himself, Black. It was no coincidence that he had morphed into the one figure that had genuinely showed him a moment of love and support, even though that figure was a drug dealer and wouldn't normally be seen as a positive role model. Juan showed him how to sit at a table, told him to make eye contact when speaking, taught him how to keep his head above water, and most importantly, told him it was okay to be himself. Mainstream America, and by mainstream I mean white America, and hell, parts of black America, would have us think that men like Juan aren't capable of that level of complexity or character. But if you're a black man in America from a certain background, you know that some of the most unlikely mentors have taught you some of your most important lessons. Months went by, and I found myself sitting at an outdoor eatery in the sunny city of LA. As I looked up, finishing my meal, sitting directly across from me is Barry Jenkins the director and screenwriter of Moonlight, Barry Jenkins, right across from me. Now, I want to be 100% fucking real with you guys. I've never in my life had the desire to approach any celebrity over anything. I've never asked anyone for an autograph or a picture, and not because of some random sense of pride or ego, but really, I just believe in letting people live and have their peace, and that's my way of respecting people's art and contribution. I'm letting you do your thing, man. You get that all the time, so I don't want to bother you. For the first time in 30 plus years of life, I actually debated going up to a stranger and disturbing their peace to let them know my feelings about their work. I thought about if I should tell him how his movie sat with me for weeks after I saw it, how it made me think about so many black men I've known, including myself, that grew up without a father and the decisions we had to make about what type of men we would be, how so many of us made the decision that we had to be tough and not show feelings unless we were expressing ourselves with anger or we fell into the trap of validating our masculinity by our conquests of women because generations of emotionally stunted men, movies, and media had taught us 
that that is what it meant to be men, especially black men. For what seemed like minutes, but was really probably only a few seconds, I sat entangled with myself about how to best convey all of those thoughts to Barry and to point out to him that had I not went to college, joined the same fraternity as he, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, which not only provided me with the doorway to building bonds of brotherhood with much older and wiser men than myself, but also through my 20s provided me a window into the pitfalls that come with the false bravado of the toxic masculinity that destroys the lives of men. If not for that, and my mom, maybe I don't evolve into the self-aware man that I currently think that I am, and probably don't have the ability to even convey this message to him. How the fuck do you say all that to one person in a few moments? Like, I, I don't know what was going in my, on in my brain. As I stood up, we briefly made eye contact, and I realized he was working on his laptop. I ended up paying the bill, taking a beautiful walk back to my hotel, and leaving a sea of words left unsaid and feeling like it was more important not to snatch away this stranger's peace. Honestly, both of those stories have made me evaluate what led me to make two different decisions. One time to speak and one time to remain silent. In Moonlight, there's a scene where Juan and Sharon are sitting on the beach looking out into the distance at the ocean. Juan, still essentially a stranger to Sharon, calmly says, At some point, you got to decide for yourself who you're going to be. You can't let nobody make that decision for you. I want to thank you guys for listening to episode 12 of the Unfortunately Honest podcast. Thank you so much, man. I've been getting some ill messages and and DMs and stuff about just the response and thoughts about some of the things that I've been saying. Genuinely appreciate it. Take some time. Subscribe, like, listen, review on iTunes. Love is appreciated. Thank you so much.